all of these ridiculous experiences cobbled together to form a man and that's kind of how I feel like my life is shaped up which is all of these different experiences that when I share with colleagues oh I did this or I was in this situation they're like what <laughs> and when you put it together it sounds a little bit ridiculous but that's my life thus far and I'm still in the opening act as far as I'm concerned This is Intentionally Ever After. Join Intentional Lifestyle Coach Joe Bukartek for a series of personal conversations and coaching sessions with various people about how living with intention shows up for them. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Intentionally Ever After. Today, I'm here with a good friend of mine, Mr. Brandon Drew Shields. Brandon, welcome. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Brandon, will you kindly introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Brandon. I'm a dad. I'm a husband, a former Marine Corps officer, and currently just climbing my way up the corporate ladder. Yes, you are, which is why I'm very excited to be able to say that I knew you when, right? Because you, you are definitely taken off and I got to make sure I grab onto that star. Oh, thank you, Joe. Yes, you knew me when I was a single dad in graduate housing with a 14-month-old trying to get an MBA. Now, now look where we are. With a really big truck too that barely fit into those tiny parking spots. Still have the truck. <laughs> so I, I'm really I'm really happy that you decided to join me today uh, because something that struck me, both me and my wife, about you when we met you was just how intentionally you were living your life back then, right in in those days in in student housing. So if I'm going to ask you today, what does it mean for you to live intentionally? You know, there is there's always something that I would tell myself, I tell my Marines, I tell my friends, family, and other people say it as well, but don't talk about it, be about it. So if there's something that you want to do, whether it's a goal that you have or a bill that you need to pay or, you know, something you have to pick up from the store, don't talk about it, be about it. Because you spend more time talking about stuff and thinking about stuff than actually taking the action to achieve what you desire. So I, I always try to remind myself if there's something that I want to obtain rather than just ruminating and speculating whether or not I could, I just go for it. That's awesome. So that's something that, that you, that came from the Marine Corps. I don't know if it came from the Marine Corps as much as what got me to and through the Marine Corps. I think it's just the way that I've always sort of lived my life. I'm the oldest of seven. I'm also a military brat. So I've grown up you know, moving around and having to adapt and sort of make my own way. Also helping to lead and take care of my siblings. It's just, it's just how I've, how I've grown up. Yeah. What's, uh, what reminds you to do that? What reminds me to do that is that there is always someone depending on you or looking at you as an example or looking at you as a source of protection, right? There's always someone who needs you. And what can you do to be someone or a person that they can depend on, right? So whether it's my little siblings when I was growing up or my own child when I was trying to get through graduate school or now, you know, my wife, like there's someone who 
you know, who depends upon you and who it's your job or responsibility to also look after and take care of if you have them in your life. Well, that sounds incredibly admirable. It sounds like a lot of pressure all the time. Is it? Uh, I don't know if it's much pressure as as much of a responsibility. Yeah, sure. There's, there's a lot of pressure having to take care of people or make sure that you're a provider. But with that, if, if the people in your life know what your motivations are, they will also make it so that some of that pressure is not necessarily an ever present. They make it so that pressure is not a burden, right? So they're appreciative of what you do. Like my, my son is always appreciative of the sacrifices that I make to give him certain opportunities. And I don't feel bad reminding him, Hey, daddy sold this in grad school so that you can have this, right? I'll tell him that so that he knows that not everything comes easy. Right. Um, and my wife has been along this journey. You know her from our Wisconsin days as well. It's very important for me that I can take care of the people in my life. Yeah. And so when I put it in that perspective, I don't feel the pressure in a manner that would make me burst. That, yeah, that's interesting. Do you ever get close to that feeling like you're going to burst? Mm, sometimes I feel like there's a possibility where that might happen. But then as long as I maintain my bearings and, and direction towards the goals that I'm trying to achieve, I always redirect myself like i've been in combat situations right so when you've been in combat everything is relative at this point right mm. that's kind of your your uh true north or your 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 compass where you can easily easily calibrate to that perspective yeah not everybody has that sort of ability to calibrate to such a dramatic experience or time frame but when you have that to sort of recalibrate it, it kind of helps and that's that's been one of the things that has helped drive me through the most recent version of my life where i guess since you've known me i was going through divorce and custody while trying to raise a kid while trying to get an mba while trying to get a job and transition from the military so i guess i guess if you put all of that in the perspective that actually makes combat seem a little bit easy not to <laughs> get anything away from well you've you've done it all you can truly comment on all of it <laughs> yes but i don't know always always having my goals and what my priorities are aligned have helped keep helped me maintain my bearing what do you use to process as far as how do you know to be about something like how, how do you where do you find your confidence what's the process that you take to get there to figure it out i trust my past lived experiences to know whether or not something feels right or something's aligned with where I want to get in the future, right? Like I've been in the corporate world. I've been in the military. I've been a father. I've been a husband. I've lived in every corner of this country except for the Pacific Northwest. So that's something I have to figure out how to achieve. But I have lots of background and experiences that I can use to form a basis for future decisions and strategic life moves and choices. And certainly if you take the mantra of, of being about it, then you're creating all these data points to add to your experiences. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. I kind of like to compare myself a little bit to, you know, Forrest Gump. There's certain key differences, but the way that he's had like... <laughs> like what? What's what's different? 
Well, it's different is, you know, I'm not a white guy from the South growing up in Jim Crow era with certain, <laughs> yeah, with certain, uh, okay. Character <laughs> traits. Yeah. Yeah. But the parts that are alike, the parts that are alike is just how, if you watch that movie, it's just all of these ridiculous experiences cobbled together to form a man. And that's kind of how I feel like my life is shaped up. It's just all of these different experiences that when I share with colleagues, Oh, I did this, or I was in this situation. They're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And when you put it together, it sounds a little bit ridiculous, but that's my life thus far. And I'm still in the opening act as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's great. Like I said, selfishly, that's why I'm, I'm I made sure I hooked onto this star here, right? <laughs> made sure that our families were intertwined enough to insist upon it. Oh no, you guys are great back in back in the day, grad housing. <laughs> <laughs> what is one change in habit that has had an exponential payoff? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So as a transitioning veteran going into the corporate world a lot of the times when you're in the military you don't take credit for your work you let your work speak for itself you move on you keep going on to the next mission right you're about the team the unit your your platoon what have you in the corporate world it's not that way you need to make sure that people know what you do you get credit for that work because otherwise it will go unsung and you might even appear as like not doing anything because you're just casually moving along, doing your work, turning out good product, but you're not seeking the credit for what you put out there. So that's one thing I learned in my first post-military role um, in the corporate world, and I've since brought with me in subsequent roles, is to you know have open dialogue with my managers, letting them know what my accomplishments are, um, making sure that their peers and colleagues also know what I'm bringing to the table, what I'm bringing to the firm. So that's been a behavior shift in terms of a trait that I had to adapt to when I came to the corporate world. And it's, it's served me well thus far now. Well, it sounds like there was a little bit of an adjustment period, certainly, as you entered the different uh, culture. Yes. Like I just wanted, when I graduated from school, I just want to do my job, right? Show up, get my job done and hope that I'd be recognized and I'd get promotions and move on. But it was not that way. So like my first role out of, graduate school was not what I thought it was going to be, right? So although it paid the bills and put food on the table, I wasn't happy there. Um, I wasn't learning what I thought I would learn to be a successful corporate leader. And ultimately, I had to make the decision to leave that organization and pursue um, something else. And due to where I had relocated from, like I relocated from Wisconsin to the East Coast and ultimately Wilmington, Delaware, my options were kind of limited as to where I could go. So I targeted, you know, the shiniest object, like the best firm in the area. And I, I did anything I needed to to get my foot in the door. So I leveraged military channels to network in and um, all sorts of positions I could find on you know, LinkedIn and what's the other one? Not Glassdoor. Indeed, right? to find positions that I thought I could get the interview for. Because as you know, it's very hard to even get an interview at a Fortune 100 company just because millions of applications are screened out by the AI and the bots. So I was able to network, 
and positioned myself for an interview and ultimately got my foot in the door. And once I was there, um, it was guns a blazing. That's right. Making the moves I needed to move to get to where I want to be now. So far. So far, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was sure when I asked you about the habit question that uh, you were going to bring up smoking meats. <laughs> yes, I, I do love to smoke meat. And ultimately, everything that I'm doing now is so that I can one day retire and just barbecue full time, right? And take care of my kid. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. That, I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> what have you said no to that has made a significant impact in your life? That's a hard question, right? Um, try to say no to bad choices, bad decisions. You know, one thing I've said no to actually is making unhealthy choices with my body, right? So no to alcohol, no to a lot of bad foods. I really want to be able to preserve my body and my mind so that I can be there to take care of my family, right? So just being very mindful of what I consume. So like, yeah, it'd be nice to go out and have a glass of scotch or something like that. But I say no now. And it's had a positive impact, sounds like. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel physically great. And also it's just like the slightest adjustment to your baseline physically could pay off exponentially like mentally right like you're just that much more capable when you don't have toxins running through your body stands to reason what area in your life feels just about perfect <sighs> that's a hard one i wouldn't necessarily say anything is perfect or even feels perfect i would say that my life as it is right now is pretty well calibrated to, you know, help me achieve what I want to personally and professionally. Right. But nothing is, nothing is perfect. Nothing even feels perfect. Um, but as long as you are content and you can accomplish the mission, then that's good enough for me. That sounds, sounds kind of perfect. <laughs> I would say it's well calibrated. There you go. Well calibrated. Great. Do you have a, a final vision for yourself? Uh, yeah, final vision, you know, beach house, mountain cabin, my wife, kids, grandkids come visit. My kids and grandkids don't have student loans because I've been able to set up a nest egg for them and build generational wealth, right? Put them in a position to achieve their goals and not have to worry about whether or not certain opportunities will be there for them or if they're there that they can't take advantage because the money or the background is, you know, not there. Right. So my perfect end state is to be able to provide opportunities, not only for my family, but people who look like my family. Sounds, sounds perfect. <laughs> well calibrated. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're not backing down from that. It is so well calibrated. <laughs> Some would call it perfect. <laughs> who is someone you admire and what do you admire about them i don't necessarily admire any one person in particular right there are tons of good leaders throughout history that i would try to emulate and take traits from and there are plenty of leaders that i've worked with or served under personally that i try to take from so rather than name any one individual like i can go back to senior officers that I had when I was in the military and also 
managers that I've had in my corporate life and look at one trait that I think has been consistent among them is that they've been able to balance their humanity against what their goals are professionally. Like, so managing to be a good colonel, but also know how to be empathetic and take care of the people in their very charge. Right. And in the corporate world, something as simple as my boss sharing that he's leaving early to go to his son's hockey or lacrosse game, right. Letting me know that it's okay to do that as well to take care of my family, but also leading by example and putting out phenomenal work product, right? Those are traits of leaders that I've had both in the corporate world and the military that I try to emulate. And I've also had the opposite where I've seen workhorse managers or unempathetic um, leaders as well. And I've also seen how that's translated to the people that they lead and work with and serve. So it sounds like you can pick and choose these attributes what you what you liked, what you've experienced, both good and bad, and be like, mm, I think I'm not going to do that. Or, yeah, that sounds good. I want me some more of that. Exactly. And it takes a while to get there. And one of the things about being a young military officer is that you're forced to learn and practice leadership. And so one of the ways to do that is by emulating the good and by taking note of bad leadership traits and not emulating that, right? So you, mm. you pick that up as a 22-year-old lieutenant in the Marine Corps, that ability sticks with you forever. So that's something that I've been able to leverage throughout my time in the Marines and in the corporate world. Well, as a transition, that sounds pretty admirable. What do you imagine some people admire about you? <laughs> uh, Can't use that one. Can't use it. Too late. Yeah, I, I know people admire about me just my ability to okay a lot of it goes back to family and i guess it's what happens when you're the oldest of seven and that family is very important to you and i i know people look at my ability to take care of my family and i am someone who will move a meeting to go to my child's performance at 10 in the morning right and that will be noticed by my fellow parents Right. And that'll, that'll be something that I will bring up at work that I, I place firm importance on work life balance and being there for my kid, because they're going to remember me being at their first grade performance. But I'm not going to remember what that 10 o'clock meeting was supposed to be about 10 years from now. Chances it are that it could have been an email. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I have a wondering, just some of the stuff that you've been sharing, uh, your vision that you have for yourself as far as building and providing generational wealth. How do you balance that with the idea of appreciation? And uh, because as you shared, you know, sometimes you share with your son the things that you've done so that he has what he has because he has no real life experience or concept of it unless you share it with him. So how do you balance that idea of providing generational wealth and that of appreciation? Well, first of all, I hope my assets appreciate. So that will help certainly. Um, Secondly, around the holiday times, we always try to adopt a family. Even when I was a grad student and I was living off of my GI Bill and whatever I can make working on campus, right? I would take whatever extra money I have and go buy toys for tots and take my son and have him pick out toys for those kids so that he realizes that there are always people 
with less off or who have less than what we have and that it is our duty to share what we have. Even if, you know, even if I'm a grad student, right. Paying for daycare and all that stuff, I still have more than someone else and we can share what we have. So to this day, like every, every holiday we adopt family, whether it's from his school, from my job and we, go buy all their Christmas presents, right? Go get them whatever they need, constantly donating to charity. And I'll let him know, like, this is what we're doing and this is why. So that he appreciates what we have and also feels a sense of duty and obligation to help others. That's very refreshing to hear. I, I may have known some of that already, but it, it's it's really nice to hear again. It's it's a great, you're, you're a great model for for ways that things can be done. Oh, right. Thank you. And like, I even, I show him by examples, like if I'm going to sign him up for T-ball, I'm also going to coach too, right? There's lots of instances where we just want to drop off our kids somewhere and not be present. But if I'm going to drop them off somewhere, I'm going to coach. And not only am I going to coach him, I'm going to try to serve as a figure role model to the other kids on that team. So this two weekends ago, we kicked opening day for Wilmington little league where I serve as vice president of the board. And I saw one of the kids that I had coached on my first T-ball team. And he comes running up and he gives me a hug. And I was shocked because he was four when I coached him. He's six and he still remembered me. So it was just, I don't know. It kind of, it made me feel good knowing that I made an impact on this kid's life. And then I went up to him uh, later on that morning after ceremonies were over and I let him know that now since he was part of the league before he's still on the t-ball team he's a leader and the little kids are going to look up to him so he needs to be the big kid and do what's right and you know he took that to heart because two years ago when I coached him he was one of my wild childs <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's a great full circle yeah all by the wise old age of six right exactly that's awesome. That's really good. What else would you like to share either as, as uh, bestowing wisdom or just any thoughts you have around, you know, living an intentional life, a life well calibrated? Yeah, it's, you know, you can live a well calibrated intentional life and it's not all about how much money you make or what you do for me. I do believe those things are important. Some people don't. And I believe that's important as well, right? Like, I don't look down upon anyone for having financial motivations. And I don't look down upon people for having altruistic save the world motivations, right? As long as you approach both intentionally and achieve your goals and that you're doing good for others as you proceed along what whatever your life goals are right so like me i am i'm financially motivated for the reasons i stated before i want to provide for my family i want to provide opportunities i want to provide for my community right my wife is very driven by doing what's good for society so we balance each other out right she's a she's an educator i'm i'm a capitalist she would be more of a i wouldn't say socialist but she'd be you know opposite end of the spectrum from where I am, but we work together because we are working towards similar goals of doing what's right for our family and doing what's right for our community. So as long as you live intentional in terms of what you want to get out of your life, it doesn't matter how disparate your approach to life and what your goals can be are. 
Yeah, that's really well stated. And it, obviously a key component sounds like it's don't just talk about it, be about it. Exactly. You don't talk about it, be about it. <laughs> I got to practice that one. I'm not doing it, just saying it. I got to practice how to talk it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, friend, I, I really appreciate your time this morning. No problem. And sharing your wisdom and your nuggets. Go Badgers. That's right. I look forward to our future sooner than later encounter. Thank you. Likewise. Get your vaccines out there. I, I'm fully vaxxed, so I plan on getting back to the real world soon. Yeah, you're here. <laughs> this has been Intentionally Ever After, hosted by intentional lifestyle coach Joe Bukartek. If you would like to have your own intentional conversation with Joe on or off the air, visit intentionallyeverafter.com. Thanks for listening.